Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Today we have a special guest. With us is Harvey Wasserman. You know him as the journalist, the activist, the you you name it. That's what he does. Um, he's been with what's the name of your group now, Harvey? I forget. It's uh, the Grassroots Emergency Election Protection Coalition. Agree. And that is a very important group where we are making sure that everybody's vote counts. But we are here to speak about something special. First of all, everybody is screaming heli murder about Virginia and New Jersey. You right. have a take. You wrote an article. I think you co-wrote an article with Joel Siegel. Right. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Why don't you tell me, break it down for me. What occurred in, in uh, Virginia? Well, the, uh, the article is at readersupportednewsrsn.org. And uh, basically, of course, as always, the punditocracy and the corporate uh, Democrats always blame the left uh, whenever they lose, which is frequent. Uh, they, they attack uh, people with progressive politics who actually want to get s- something done in the government. Uh, but the fact is that, uh, and so they're claiming that this loss in New Jersey, uh, this loss in Virginia, and the close race in New Jersey are be somehow related to left politics. And, uh, but the reality is that the, uh, the guy in New Jersey um, didn't run a great campaign. He's actually a pretty good governor, the uh, uh, Murphy in New Jersey. Um, he, uh, unlike so many others, he's actually competent. Uh, he knows how to run a government. And uh, New Jersey is a pretty well-run state, actually. Virginia... You had this guy, uh, uh, he wasn't a bad candidate, ran a decent campaign, more or less. The guy in Virginia, a complete loser, um, uh, Terry McCall, longtime functionary, just a, you know, a, a Clinton inside player, and um, uh, ran a miserable campaign. And uh, we knew he was going to lose, and we knew he'd blame the left, um, uh, because he, he didn't get to people. He put all his money into TV advertising. Didn't talk about anything uh, substantial, just yapped away about Donald Trump, who wasn't running, and um, uh, just blew it, just handed the state over to the Republicans. What are your, uh, Harvey, what are your thoughts here? Because what really concerned me, yeah, they, they try to blame the left, but I mean, he didn't, he didn't run a very smart campaign. First of all, I don't even think a slip of the tongue would ever state something to the effect of, I don't want parents to have any control in the... In, uh, in in their kids' education. Look, we understand what he what he may have wanted to say, but in his autocratic manner of being on in the corporatist world, that's exactly how they talk, isn't it? Yeah, and it, you know, um, it's not relevant. I mean, uh, they're playing a game the right wing. They got this uh, critical race theory. They're doing whatever they possibly can to keep race as an issue, you know. And uh, uh, this critical race theory stuff is just completely fabricated nonsense. Um, it has nothing to do with anything except making uh, you know, dividing blacks and whites. That's all it's about. And, um, you know, they, they have to find a continual manner to uh, 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 keep the, the race issue hot and uh, divisive. And uh, Terry McAuliffe, uh, 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 you know, didn't point out that the Biden administration got people money, didn't point out that they've been fighting the uh, 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 virus, which is you know, um, a, a nightmare, and um, uh, didn't point out that they're, they're pushing this, they just got this infrastructure through, uh, you know, which is a miracle to a certain extent. Uh, I mean, we have a totally dysfunctional government, 
and uh, the uh, the right wing is moving in there with their guns and their violence and their death threats. You know, people on the left everywhere now are getting death threats on a regular basis. Uh, that's what these fascists do. And Terry McAuliffe is, you know, just uh, absolutely rolled over, uh, didn't talk about good government, didn't talk about um, uh, delivering uh, on, on bread and butter issues. And uh, um, let the, he let the right wing uh, set the agenda um, uh, and, and he lost. And he also didn't bring people out. You know, a, I want to stop you right there because you made an important point there. He he left it to the vices of the right wing. I wrote a piece, uh, a, a piece and did a video a few days ago after the election where I stated that I'm tired of Democrats just leaving supposedly red counties, red areas, red districts. It, they just they just leave it to the devices of the right as if they are not people who want good policies in these areas as well. I mean, it's mismanagement the way they cede these areas to the Republicans, assuming that they'll just campaign in these big pockets of people they hope are all theirs. Don't you think it's malpractice that you don't realize that the people, that the policies that Biden helped the most are the people who most voted against them? Well, I think that, to me, I think that Steve Bannon has people running the Democratic Party. Yes. They, you know, they clearly these they, this, the usual talking heads, all these uh, consultants that always lose and uh, that make no sense whatsoever. Uh, they are they are uh, uh, taking the Democratic Party and, and threw it in the toilet um, and no idea. Uh, or they don't care about winning. All they care about is their salaries. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys get paid commission. Uh, for the placement of these ridiculous TV ads that waste our money. We won in Georgia. The bottom line is there was a miraculous win in Georgia. Explain. Most- I think I think in your piece you did some explaining on that. Explain what worked in Georgia that stupidly did not work in uh, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, and in and Virginia. Is in Virginia, uh, Virginia. We had a great organizer named Andrea Miller, who was Center for Common Ground. Another great organizer, Ray McClendon, at the Atlanta NAACP, and they got people on the ground. They went door to door. They 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 sent out postcards. They talked to people. They got people to the polls. Uh, the people that needed to to we need to win elections, and we won. And they, you know, Joe Biden carried Georgia. It's, it's insane that he carried Georgia. It, it, it's a miracle. And uh, and then we elected two senators from Georgia. A black guy and a Jewish guy in Georgia. I mean, right. you know, <laughs> I mean, that's the home of the Klan, for God's sakes. Uh, you know, and um, and and it was done with grassroots campaigning. And the guy in Virginia just took all the money that he got from his corporate buddies and ran stupid TV ads that nobody wants to see. That are annoying. That make you want to vote against the guy. And um, and that and that's their whole campaign. And then they lose, and then they blame the people that could have won the election for them, because they don't want to do policy. They don't want to do. They, they don't want to do the hard work of getting uh, 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 social justice and, and saving the environment and dealing with issues like racism. Now, look, I want to throw something past you, Harvey, because I, you know, whereas we call it that they they've been incompetently campaigning, I don't know if that's the case. I want to postulate this to you, and you tell me your thoughts about this. I think that we have people in the Democratic Party and for that matter in the Republican Party 
they don't really give a damn about parties at all. They are just there. The mansions, the cinemas, those that are corporately controlled are just in particular parties to ensure those particular parties cannot do any damage to their corporatocracy, to the plutocracy, to the oligarchy. Example, um, why would, let's say, a cinema who was a Green Party woman just wants to hold up a bill? Why would they want to hold back a Build Back Better bill if not to allow a maybe a old Democratic senator to die, maybe for some other eventuality that says, okay, we need to put this on a back burner and not do anything that's going to cause interest or that cause our people to have to pay a dime more of what they've stolen from the American people. Thoughts? Well, look, Kirsten Cinema. everybody's talking about primarying her. She's not going to run again. She's a, she'll be a multimillionaire. Right. She got herself in there. She's getting obviously getting tons of money from the big pharmaceutical companies and whoever else that she's selling her vote to. I mean, this 50-50 split for for Mansion and Cinema is like winning the lottery. Right. So they're 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 gonna Joe Manchin has direct interests in um uh coal and you know and in preserving the fossil nuclear in, uh, economy. And cinema is taking money directly from the pharmaceutical companies. Um, you know, this is pay to play. And uh, these guys, uh, they won the lottery when the... When the uh, uh, a 50-50 Senate. But then don't you also think that there are a few of those other senators that are hiding behind them that are really not on board? Yeah, probably. You know, but the problem is that the, we have a government that's, that's uh, uh, purchased. You know, uh, we, we have a government run by money. And that, and that's that's the way it is. Now, thankfully, there are people like Bernie Sanders who have principles, and um, and who actually believe in things. But Mansion and Cinema, these people are completely uh, callous and calculating, and it's all about the money for them, and uh, uh, they don't care about the rest of us. And the bottom, and of course, they all whenever they lose, uh, they run terrible campaigns. They don't care about issues. They don't reach out to people, and then they blame the left. You know, immediately, knee-jerk response all over the court, the bloviating, you know, uh, talk talkocracy there. Uh, immediately, it's, oh, they went too far left and blah, 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 and socialism and, and all this stuff. I mean, the reality is that half the millennials and Zoomers in this country support socialism. Uh, you know, they, they, the polls show that yeah, people are sick of capitalism in, in many, many ways. and and uh, and and. So we really don't even have capitalism. We have a monopoly situation. Uh, there's no uh, Adam Smith, uh, the who talked about uh, the, the invisible hand and free trade, be flipping in his grave. People actually read Adam Smith right there on the beginning of the Wealth of Nations. He talks about how corp- how about monopolies can completely game the system, and that's what we have. Um, and so uh, you know, thankfully, there are people, and the Progressive Caucus is now. You know the biggest piece of uh, uh, coherent uh, political force in the Congress now, and um, uh, they, they know what they're doing and they know what they're about. But it's the rest of these uh, people who are beholden to the corporations uh, who are killing the whole situation. I have a history book coming out about this, Egberto, the People's Spiral of U.S. History. Be ready in January. Hopefully, you and I can talk. No, about qu- a question. Question. You you had a previous book to uh, an addendum to your first book. Uh, that one was released, right? Well, I, the, my first book was called Harvey Wasserman's History of the United States. It was published in 1972. 
I was introduced by Howard Zinn. That's why I got right. And I've been working on history ever since. And this book that's coming out in January is the uh, uh, sum of 50 years of uh, looking at U.S. history. It talks about Spiral. Oh, so that's a book that we spoke about before. That's your, your plan. Yeah, I, I thought it was released this year. Okay, great. I did an earlier um, uh, take on it, just sort of a draft. Uh, it was out last summer. And basically the conclusion was that Bernie saved the world. But <laughs> I had to kind of revise that. Actually, I don't, I don't think it needs revising because the truth of the matter is, first of all, he moved the party. What used to be, what used to be far left in the party is just kind of center left in the party these days. Well, Bernie is the new Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that Bernie... Exactly! Uh, everything Bernie advocates is, is endorsed by a majority of the American public. Exactly. For all, saving the environment, getting rid of homeless and poverty, homelessness and poverty, you know. Egberto with a, a fraction a fraction of the military budget, we could end poverty and homelessness overnight. I mean, it's, it's all there. We could feed everybody in the world. We have technology now. We know how to do agriculture without destroying the environment. We, we, could, we could feed the world, uh, end homelessness uh, and poverty, um, uh, build our education system with, you know, 10% of the military budget. It's, it's obscene. And, um, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, one gripe I've got, I, I have to hand it to Joe Biden. He did uh, uh, get us out of, of Afghanistan, finally, not entirely, right. but we don't have troops on the ground. Of course, the, the reality is that the domino theory turned out to be true because the minute that Biden stopped fighting the Taliban in Afghanistan, they came over here and took over Texas. So, uh, you know... <laughs> 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 that's what really happened here, you know. But the fact is, if Barack Obama had had got us out of Afghanistan when he should have, which is immediately after being elected and getting the Nobel Prize. See, I think they gave Obama the Nobel Prize as a bribe to end the war in Afghanistan. I said that at the time that he got it. I did a CNN I report where I said exactly that. It was an it was an expectation. Exactly. And it didn't come through. And if, if, if Obama had gotten us out of Afghanistan instead of sending more troops there uh, in 2009 and 10, Donald Trump would never have been elected president. Never. Uh, because, uh, you know, people were angry and rightfully so that we were still in Afghanistan. And then so Biden finally had to do it. And of course, they railed at him for it, but he did the right thing. Uh, everybody says he could have done better. OK, he could have done better, but could have done worse, too. The fact is that we don't have troops there anymore. We are bombing them, still killing people with drones. But, uh, uh, you know, that's a, hopefully we on the left, we have to make a major turning point out of that and have no more wars. I mean, we've, since World War II, we've had Korea, Vietnam, Central America, Iraq, Afghanistan. What good is it? Oh, wait, you, you're, you're missing quite a few, brother. Yeah, you're I know. Quite, you, you, hey, what's wrong with you? Are you for Grenada is a country too, you know? Grenada, that's right. Yeah. That's a country too. And, by the way, the, the military, the attempted military coup in Venezuela is a real thing too, you know? And, and, and uh, look what they did in Honduras. Exactly. So, you know, in Yemen and the whole deal. So the bottom line is we have got to, uh, 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 you know, they are yelling and screaming about money for uh, uh, social programs and infrastructure. The, the military budget just sails right through. Let me stop you there, because here's a funny thing. And, and I don't know. Look, Harvey, you better talk to some of your Democrats out there in California and elsewhere, because here's what they forget to say. 
We are going crazy about a $3.5 trillion social program that has jumped to a $1.75 trillion program that really has a whole bunch of environment in it and not a whole lot of social program in there. When, if we were to say, uh, you know, the military budget is a $7 trillion budget as of our $7.5 trillion budget, that's how they describe us. We are talking about 1.7 over 10 years versus 7 trillion over 10 years. What gives? Why don't we advertise that, that way? That doesn't even talk about the, the, the uh, CIA and the, and the black box. Though. The black, exactly. Uh, so uh, um, it's really outrageous. And um, um, it's killing us. I mean, it's classic end of empire stuff, Egberto. You know, I'm a history teacher. And you look what happened to Greece and to Rome and to yes. Babylon and uh, the, the British. And, uh, you know, um, I mean, only 12, 12 or so different countries have invaded Afghanistan and all got their butts kicked. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the graveyard of empires. So we are now in the post-imperial or end, end of empire stuff. Let me ask you, your new book, does, your new book does, it, does it make the correlation between these great fallen empires and the United States as an empire? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, we've been an empire ever since we started. Right. We've been a, a republic, a, a sort of a democratic republic, but we've also been an empire. Right. And in the long run, to paraphrase Lincoln, you know, uh, no country can exist, half democracy, half empire. That doesn't work. Right. So, uh, and we're paying the price now. And uh, it, like I say, if, if uh, Obama had ended the empire, uh, we would be in uh, a very, very different case, different situation. I have to say, you know, all the horrible stuff that's going on in this country really is directly traceable to the war in Vietnam. You okay, know, one thought here. I know it's, it, you know, I, I want to, because we're, we're running on time right now, but I want to get your opinion on, on something right now. The progressives finally said, okay, with some assurances, we let you have the bill. Did they do the right thing? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, and then, but you notice the six votes against the Democratic. Omar is, is, is Ilmar, Omar, AOC, and a few others. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, five women and one, one guy, by the way. But and women, wait, women, look, women, I'm sorry. The, it, the core of our party right now, or of the Democratic Party, I should say right now, are women. These well, yeah, are young the women. One, the number one theme in my history uh, upcoming, the People's Spiral Years history, is that, yes, we're transitioning away from empire. We have no choice. Um, you know, the, the, the 21st century will not be the American century. But uh, the most critical transition going on in the world today is the transfer of power from men to women. And I that's think that's a good thing. One, because, uh, you know, the, and our democracy, whatever democracy we have in the United States, is rooted not so much in Greece, there, in Rome. I mean, there, there are aspects of the Roman Republic and the Greek democracy, but the democracy in America comes straight from the indigenous. The, the number one influence on, on establishing the United States as a democracy was the Iroquois Confederacy. Oh, I didn't know that. The most, the most advanced democracy in the world was the Haudenosaunee, the people of the Longhouse, who are in what's now upstate New York. They had an extremely advanced democracy, which completely changed the worldview of the Europeans who came here. And it's totally ignored in all our history books. But the even, the, even the liberal history books, they say, well, the Indians were here and they were nice people and we shouldn't have wiped them out. The Indians were here and they were brilliant and they had a tremendously advanced civilization 
and they were based in democracy. And whatever democracy the United States had came directly from the Haudenosaunee in upstate New York through Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Paine. If you want to look at the major influences on American democracy at the, in the 1770s and 80s, it was Benjamin Franklin and, and Thomas Paine, and they were totally in tune with the indigenous. Hey, you need to send me a manuscript of that book now to enlighten me so that I can ask you the right questions when it come out in January, buddy. I will indeed. Yeah. And, uh, Alberto, you're the greatest. And I understand you uh, subjected yourself to being on the board of KPFT, uh, probably the greatest act of masochism in, in world history. And we, uh, you know, we, we need to retake the Pacifica Network, and that's for another show, too. Well, you know what? With guys like you on, on, on the team, brother, uh, and uh, whether directly or indirectly, that's exactly what we're going to do. Yes, and uh, we need that network, and we need your show. You're, you're doing great stuff, Egberto. It's really great to be on with you. And we got to stop this left bashing, finally. I mean, the good, the good news is, in the United States, and this is, this is the game changer, is that the American public is with us. That, you know, all this right-wing stuff, you know, this screaming of uh, this, this fa horrible fascist, uh, uh, I can't even think of his name, the jerk on TV all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, they're always yelling and screaming about the left. And uh, they use this critical race theory to divide people. Racism is, div has, is the core cancer, along with em empire, that's been destroying the United States since the 1600s. And, uh, you know, it was invented. Racism was invented to divide people and to divide the working class. And that's what they're still doing. They're still relying on it. But less and less, the millennials and the Zoomers, the two upcoming generations, which are now about a third of the country, uh, are very, very left and progressive compared to all other generations, even the baby boomers in, in our history. Because they're racially diverse, they couldn't care less about, about people being gay. I mean, it's just part of the... And, and the indigenous were like that too, by the way. There were tribes uh, in some cases that discriminated against gays, but by and large, homosexuality was just accepted by, uh, by the indigenous, as, and, and they were matriarchies. There's a great line. There's a um, uh, documentary about the, the Haudenosaunee, the Iroquois, who were extremely advanced, as I said. And they were run by, the, the women ran the tribes, but, but they let the men be the chiefs. And so in, the, um, in this documentary, a, a, a matriarch from the indigenous Haudenosaunee was asked, why is it that if the women run the tribe, why are the men the chiefs? And she said, well, it gives them something to do, and it makes them feel important. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at now. If you'll notice, of all the countries in the world dealing with the COVID, the countries run by women uniformly did better than the countries run by Oh, Mexico. wow. You, it's almost like you're mimicking some of the stuff that we've spoken about, how powerful the countries run by women, from Angela Merkel, who became the de facto leader of the world under Trump, to yeah. others. Um, that is so true. But Harvey, we got to cut it here. Look, it's always great talking to a, a guy of your stature, your honor, of your knowledge. I mean, uh, I can't wait to get your manuscript because there's a hell of a lot I need to learn from stuff that you that I, I'm pretty sure is in that book. Harvey Wasserman, activist, extraordinaire, Pacifica Network, long timer. Join us on our Zoom calls at the uh, 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 Grassroots Emergency Election Protection Coalition. Egberto, uh, we'd love to have you on anytime you want to come on. Thank you so kindly. Harvey Wasserman, you have a great rest of your day. You too, bro. Thank you. Take care.
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.